Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to ariselife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. So we've been going through the book of Galatians, and I love, 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 love the book of Galatians because it's the heart of the gospel. Anybody here read the Bible and you lose the train? Like you're like, I have no idea where this is going or what's the point or what's going on. The book of Galatians goes to the core of the gospel. The whole of the Bible is leading to the gospel as revealed in the book of Galatians, Colossians, and Romans. And so if you don't understand what's going on there, you might get really confused in the other parts. So we're, we're going through this. And so if you've been with us the last couple of weeks, um, we've been talking about this. The reason why um, Paul is writing to the letters uh, to the church in Galatia is because he went there multiple, multiple times. He planted those churches. They were just up the road from him in Tarsus. If we can pull up that first map. Um, you know, he was traveling through all the times, those four cities in the, in the middle. And in between one of these trips, some bad things started to happen. Some people came in and stole away the joy of the Galatians, and they replaced the simplicity of the gospel with a very complicated gospel. Who here believed Jesus very simply at one point and ended up in an entirely complicated pyramid scheme a little later on? Do you, you know what I'm talking about? By the end, you're like, I don't even, I remember this. We were missionaries in Russia, and I had gotten to the point where I could not explain the gospel to kids. And I was like, well, you may need a seminary degree to be able to understand what I'm about to tell you. You know, and God's like, you don't, if you, he said this to me so many times, especially as a father of a small child. He said, if you can't explain it to a little child, it doesn't mean it's not true. You just don't understand it. And so, um, and so anyway, so in that place, so he's, here they had this simple gospel that they, they understood that in Jesus, Jesus conquered it all. And in Jesus, we have the answer for every situation. And they ended up with something incredibly complicated because in came the experts. And the experts were like, oh, don't worry. We'll do the heavy thinking for you. We're going to, don't worry. And there were two different types of, of uh, experts. Do you guys remember what they were? They were Sadducees and Pharisees. I always remember, I can't figure out how many of every consonant I'm supposed to use on Sadducees. Pharisees, Right. And the, fair, the Sadducees, all they care about is make it work, right? Tricks, right? Anybody here, like you were praying for something, you weren't getting a result, and the person's like, oh, were you praying in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, though? Maybe your prayers weren't going to the right mailbox. <laughs> Listen, our daughter can call out, mommy, to me, and I come running. <laughs> I am not confused, even if she is. She's actually called for the dog a few times. You know, anybody been that? I, I was the last child. So my, my mom my, sometimes would call out my sister, my brother, the cat, and the dog in the supermarket before she got to me. Right? No, I mean, it, it's okay. Is God hears you. The gospel, the book of the Bible, the Bible is all one message. And it begins in a garden with a father and his kids. And all of the Bible is a relationship. All of it is family relationship, whether father and son and daughter or, or, or husbands and wives, brothers and sisters. It's all relationship. And if your understanding of Christianity has become something other than that, I've got good news. Come on back. 
There's a simplicity. But the Sadducees, they're like, forget relationship, just make it work. Just make it work, right? You know, if you pray, I, I remember we had a, we had a, a friend uh, in Russia by the name of uh, Gesha, and uh, Gesha didn't know the Lord, and he decided during the Soviet Union to cross the most heavily fortified bar- border in the world at that time between communist Russia and communist China, in the, hiding in the back of a truck. And they asked why, because he'd never been there before. And he wandered around. He's kind of hippie, and he kind of wandered around. And in the process, uh, they, uh, they, ran, they went up on top of a mountain, almost died of a hypothermia, came running down, built a fire, and proceeded to set a wildfire that burned down hundreds of hectares of, of a communist-owned forest. And uh, he fell down face first. Accident, oh, oh, they did this because they ate, they were hungry, and they ate mushrooms that turned them blind. And in the process, kicked over the fire, so in his blindness, running around the fire, he fell down accidentally in a creek bed, and the fires went over him. But he said, I w- he had, he somewhere gotten a Hebrew Bible, and he said, and so I clutched it, and I prayed. And I remember we were with some Orthodox believers, and they said, what did you pray, though? He said, I prayed the Our Father. He said, oh, that's why it worked. <sighs> Somehow he survived, was in a Chinese prison for a while, they gave, and uh, until uh, some people bought him out. But I mean, but that's the, the idea. The Sadducees like, oh, if you do this, you do this at the full moon by the rising of, the, you know, whatever. And it doesn't matter if you have a relationship, just make it work. But we've all been in pain where we don't care about relationship anymore. We just want it to work. But the Pharisees are all about what? Being Right. For those of you who answer correctly, you're right. Congratulations. Right. All, everything. And so a lot of times what happens is, is Sadducees are like, just trying to get my needs met. The Pharisees are like, your needs don't matter. Just be right. So we justify poverty or we justify, you know, oh, you know why you haven't been healed yet? God is teaching you something. I thought you said he was a good father. And my dad probably wouldn't give me cancer. Just saying, right? But the thing is, is there's this obsession with being right or just getting it to work. And, and, and either of those ditches lead you away from relationship, right? Because if you're not right, if the only way you can come to Papa is if you're right, right? Anybody here felt, ever felt like you needed to get cleaned up to come to church? Well, hopefully some of us bathed, but, <laughs> but <laughs> some people are like, Lean. No, but there is in the, ch- the, the whole point of coming to church is because we can't in our own strength. The reason we come to, fa- anybody here sinned and you were like, wow, I don't think I can come back to God for a while until I, I think, what is there, 30 day statute of limitations on this one? <laughs> Did anybody know what I'm talking about? You're like, oh, I really sinned this time. I can't come to God. Why? That's why you go. That's why you draw near to him. Because you, the reason you got in trouble in the first place is you stepped away from him. Right? And so, so the whole point of it is, is Jesus calls us to the middle. He calls us this place where his, he makes us right. And through, out of that rightness, things begin to work. Not out of our effort, but because of what he did on the cross. Right? And so, but while Paul was gone, in came these super teachers. The super teachers like, oh, yes, you need to do it. No, 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 no. Oh, you haven't been circumcised yet. Ah, that's why you're having problems. Oh, no, that sounds like a problem. 
That sounds like a very big problem. I, I'd rather not, right? Or, or, or over here, they're like, oh, you know, if you're, you know, you're not healed yet. Oh, it's because you didn't use the right oil. God only uses olive oil, right? No, and uh, uh, which reminds me of a thing. I think it's a true story from the guy I heard it from. There was a young believer and he was, uh, he heard that, you know, it's through, you know, anointing with oil, you know, that you know, anoint the sick with oil. And his grandmother was dying of cancer in the hospital. So he went and got some oil and poured a few quarts over her of motor oil. And she got healed. I, I watch new believers and they'll get so frustrated because, I mean, uh, old believers with new believers because they'll look at new believers and new believers like, Jesus said it, I believe it, let's do it. And they're like, oh no, it's not, it's not how it works. You have to do the rain dance. You know, and you build these extra layers of what you've got to do and all these experts, all these layers of, of what you've got to accomplish to get God to show up. And it stopped being a relationship, and it became transactional. And Paul is just pulling his hair out. I think they always show him as bald, and I think that's why. Um, because he's like, guys, what are you doing? And they were like, oh, but Jesus was a Jew. Be like us. And, and he talks about in chapter 2 how he was like, listen, listen. Let's just jump to verse 19 of chapter 2, if you could, of Galatians uh, I promised we'd get there last week and I got carried away. I promised not to get carried away. To, well, no, I don't promise that. All right. He said, verse 19, he said, listen, why are they telling you you need to follow the law to be right? All the rules. He said, listen, it was through the law. I died to the law. Who here has tried to be good on your own? Surest way to kill yourself, right? Or kill somebody around you, right? Mm. For through the law, I died to the law. Why? So that I might live for God. I, through the law, I realized I can't do it on my own. So I cried out to God. I said, not my way, not my life, not yours. I need you. I can't do it on my own. Nothing I do can cause me to climb up to heaven. I need you. See, I have been crucified with Christ. Why well, he keeps using this word crucified. Do you know why, why he uses the word crucified? Crucified is a one-way ticket. Like, it's not a reversible procedure. He's like, I was crucified. It took. Anybody here, if you gave, you said, Lord, I want you. I give you my life. I don't want, I want your life in place of mine. Guess what? He took it. No, he's not, he doesn't want it back. He's not giving it back. I mean, you know, he, he flushed it out with the trash because he's his life for yours. And he says, he said, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. See, the gospel is not that we can be good in our own power, but that he who is good will live through us, give us his desires and give us the power to do it. If you're like, I don't know if I have that, you may just not have uh, checked your warranty and, uh, and activated your service. I'm just saying, you know, you can have a lamp, but if you don't turn it on, Amen. if you don't take it for a spin, well, then you take lamps for spins. Anyway, mixed metaphors. The life I now live in the body, 
in this body. It's not some spiritual la, la, la. If your walk with Jesus doesn't manifest in real ways, he's saying, check. There's more available for you. This isn't a cause for shame. This is like anybody, I, I, I remember my brother, he was opening presents one year and they were all smaller than mine. Anybody did the comparison game? And he was, I, I, you know. And, and then they got to the end, there was one little box. And he's like, mm. and he opened it. And it was a treasure hunt that led to the new bike. If I tell you there are more presents under the tree, are you going to feel judged? No, you're like, get out of my way. I'm opening those presents. I'm telling you, there are more presents under the tree, the cross of Christ, than we have managed to open. There's more. If you haven't gotten the more, that's not a reason for shame. <laughs> open up the packages. Well, how do you open up the packages? You know how you open a package normally? You have a need. Anybody feel judged because you have a need? But guess what? Those needs were like, oh, I can't do it on my own. No, duh. Sherlock, belly up to the bar. Jesus, I can't do it on my own. He's like, thank you. You finally figured that out. Let me do it in you and through you. All right. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith, by trusting in him, the son of God who loved me and gave himself, again, irrevocably for me. I do not set aside the grace of God. Because what they were being told is like, oh, yes, grace. Oh, yeah, that's like level one. But once you get up to our level, yeah. No, he's like, I don't set it aside. There's no other levels. You can't go any higher than the grace of God. I mean, it's like the grace of God, we said this before, is the power of God flowing through his love to empower us to do the will of God Amen. in every situation, Amen. right? So, you know, if I plug a plug into a plug, in an outlet, thank you. I, I get confused with the plugs and plugs. If I plug a plug into an outlet, <laughs> a plug, a plug, a plug, a plug. Um, <laughs> if I put a plug into an outlet, let's do that. Um, what do I expect? That power will flow into it to take what was once dead and cause it to come alive. That's the power of God to do the will of God. And it is not just pure power. It is his love for us. For if the righteousness could be gained through the law, if I could clean myself up by following rules, then Christ died for nothing. There was another way. There was another way to do it. It's an off, I mean, it'd be kind of like, it would be kind of like, um, you know, paying a million dollars for a Yugo. You know, it's like, or, you know, it's like, it's like, eh, surely there's a better way. He paid the highest price. Why? Because he said, I will bring heaven to earth. I you can't climb up here. I want to deliver you back to what? Relationship. See, we, oftentimes we look at the, uh, the results of, the, of salvation, right? That I'm made right with God, that I get to go to heaven. I don't have to be scared of God. I, 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 and good things show up in my life. But the whole point of it from God's side is that he gets his kids back. The whole point of it from his side is that there's relationship. And that's the way a father thinks about kids. The kid's like, I want my need met. And the father's thinking, how do I meet your need in such a way that you know that I love you? How do I meet your need in such a way that you don't, it's not, you don't think you just manipulated your way, but you feel my love. And we're closer as a result. 
So verse, verse one of chapter three, this is where the hair starts to get pulled out. You foolish Galatianships. Galatianships? Maybe some of you are in some Galatianships. I would recommend getting out of your Galatianships. Wow, that's skill right there. Public speaking 101. All right. I told you we're the kindergarten church. Galatianships. All right. Welcome to Galatianships. It was a way out. Yeah, maybe that, oh, that was what you guys were working on Galatianships over the weekend. Awesome. Great. All right. Get on your ship, oh, you Galatians. Okay. The fool, you foolish Galatians. Who has bewitched you, tricked you? Who has drugged you before your very eyes? Jesus was clearly portrayed as crucified, right? One and done. All answers to all problems. Jesus. I would like to learn just one little thing from you because you obviously can't stay focused. One thing, one thing. <laughs> Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law? What is he talking about? You, you heard, you heard the, the, the testimony of, oh, I was touched by a spirit. I had an encounter with this spirit. Oh, listen, he said, did you do that because you climbed up into it? Did Karen go, mm, to receive that encounter? Or did somebody just go, receive? The thing is, is many of us have been taught this form of Christianity. That's not it. It's, he said, did you receive it? And he's talking to believers in, when, in the context. It's like, did you receive healing? Did you receive encounters of his love? Did you see, did, did, you, did you actually have healthy friendships between women that you don't have to be afraid of? That's pretty supernatural. This is, he's like, did you have these things by your own efforts? Did you have it by the law, by keeping the rules? No. Or by believing or simply believing what you heard. That's it. Trusting that what he says is true. Which is it? Okay, all right, okay. Are you so foolish? Because apparently that one didn't take. After beginning by the means of the Spirit, in other words, by the power of the Spirit, are you now going to finish by means of the flesh? It would be like saying, I'm going to California. And I jump into the car that you're driving. And I get all the way to Nashville, Tennessee. I'll walk from here. <laughs> That's what he's saying. He's like, you began by his power and his grace and his mercy and his love and his life. And why are you trying it on your own? There's no higher levels. Have you experienced so much in vain? Was it all pointless? Is it, was it, if it really was in vain? So I ask you, does God give you his spirit and work miracles with you through the works of the law by your own efforts? No, that's why last week when we were praying for healing, you notice we said, just say be healed in the name of Jesus. Why? Because sometimes we add our own effort to it. It's not any, through any sweat on my account. In fact, that's why the, they were told the priests in the Old Testament were made to wear linen because they were not allowed to sweat while bringing the offering. They were, they were not supposed to exert any effort because it's all his effort. It's all his effort. And so he says, listen, it's his works. Among you by the works of the law or by believing, simply believing what you heard. 
heard. You know, that, that was the testimony about the word opening up, the Bible opening up. That's the point. If the Bible hasn't opened to you, go ask Colleen, we'll pray for you. Listen, if, if the Bible hasn't opened for you, ask him. I learned this years ago. You know why? I was going to the Bible to try to get in touch with God. What I should have been doing is going, God, I'm coming to your word. Can we meet? Asking him to open his word for me. Big difference. One is trying to climb to heaven. One is meeting he who came down. He said, so also Abraham believed God and it was credited to righteousness. Anybody feel like we took a left turn at Albuquerque? Like where did Abraham come from? Was he hiding somewhere that we didn't know about? Why, why is he in the picture? Because Abraham, if you guys remember, is the father of the Jewish faith. And so he's like, he's like the granddaddy, right? If you want to bring a trump card, just bring out Abraham, right? And because the, the Jew, Jewish believers have been coming in teaching them, oh, you need to keep the feasts, you need to keep the festivals, you need to uh, be circumcised, you need to, uh, you know, once a month, ladies, you need to go for a bathe. I think it's probably most men need that as well at least once a month. Um, more if you're married. Um, <laughs> hey, listen, I was single for a while. And there, then I found out why. Anyway, moving on. Hygiene men, just saying. It's a, it's a free. All right. Why, why did he do it? Because Abraham, Abraham's the father of faith. And so they've come in and they're like, well, so then there's Abraham and then there's this level and then we go to the prophets and there's this level and this level. And they're telling him all these levels. He's like, hey, let's just go back to level. Let's go back to the number one level. Let's go back to Abraham. Even Abraham, the granddaddy of them all, it says about him in Genesis, it says that Abraham believed God. But he didn't just believe like, I believe you exist. He believed what God said. He trusted. He believed what he heard. He believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. And we talked about what is righteousness. Righteousness is right relationship with God out of which right uh, behavior flows. Right results happen. So out of this place, it's like Abraham, many of us, anybody? Yeah, you can wave hands on this one. Who here, anybody here have fathers who were never satisfied, that it was never enough what you did? And, and so you're always like, you would think, ah, oh, and you'd try to come up with something that would give you credit with him and then run to him. Ta-da! And that's the only way you could come before him is if you thought he might be pleased. That is not our father. Our father, when we were enemies of him, he pursued us. When we were enemies of God in our own mind, when we were, when we were, we, we were sinners, when we were running from him, he pursued us. It's not his, we're not trying to please him. He loves us from the beginning. And so he says that Abraham was credited. He was made righteous with God simply because he believed that God loved him, that God was for him, that God, all the promises to Abraham were not based upon Abraham's works. They were based upon, God's like, hey, Abraham, I like you. Want to hang out? How about I give you kids? Sound good? Yeah, let's have kids. Like, if you look at the conversation, it wasn't like, eh, da, 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 da. if you read, uh, you know, uh, chapter 12 of, and chapter 15 of, of Genesis, you realize God's doing all the heavy lifting. Abraham's like, okay. Would you like to win the lottery, Abraham? Why, yes, I would. Well, then let's do that. <laughs> Believed God, and it was credited, because it was the lottery, because here he was, 76 years old, no kids. 
It was way more, odds were way less than the lottery. <laughs> Understand then that those who have faith are the children of Abraham. Because the Jews were like, we are children of Abraham, thanks to the knife. We are children of Abraham because we do this, 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 this. He said, no, no, no. Real children of Abraham are those who simply believe God, take him at his word, and take that word for a spin. Allow his life to flow through us. Understand that those, Scripture foresaw that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and announce the gospel in advance to Abraham. All nations will be blessed through you. So those who rely on faith are blessed, along with Abraham, the man of faith. He's trying to say, guys, don't fall for tricks. Don't fall for tricks. I don't have time to do what I really want to do here, and we're, otherwise we're going to spend our, the rest of our lives in Galatians, which isn't a bad thing. Let me, let me just do uh, an overview and we're, um, of what's going on in the rest of, uh, of Galatians chapter 3. What he's doing here is he's trying to address the fact that the law doesn't make you righteous. It reveals that you aren't. The law isn't a way to become righteous. It's a way to reveal you don't have a hope apart from him. And it all goes back to, if you guys remember, uh, uh, Exodus chapter 19, there's this moment where God goes, hey, uh, Moses, come on up. I'm gonna, we're going to make this entire nation a nation of priests. Why nation of priests? Because priests have open access to God. There's no mediator with a priest and God because God, they are the mediator, right? And so he said, they're gonna all going to be priests. They're all going to be priests. And they're like, yes. And so the next chapter, chapter 20, he says, tell the people, come on up. We're going to have a party. Bring my kids back to me. And what did the Israelites do? What did the children of Israel do? Whoa, there, tiger. I don't think so. He scares us. He's going to kill us. God's like, what? He, uh-uh. We don't trust him. Moses, you be our priest. You be our mediator. And guess what happened? That's where the law came from. Because they said, how, tell us how we be good to get the results of the relationship without actually having the relationship. And that's why, if you look at Jews, they keep the law. They're the most blessed people on earth. I mean, it's really simple. Nobody knew that, that eating uncooked pork would kill you because of trigonosis. But the Jews didn't eat it, and they didn't die. They kept the rules blindly, and it blessed them. But nothing compared. That's why Jesus said, look at John the Baptist. He's the best of the best of the best. And the least in the kingdom is better than him. Because as high as you can climb on your little pedestal is nothing compared to where we are seated with him in heavenly places, where we are in Christ. And the whole point, that's why Peter in 1 Peter 2, 9 says, we are what? A holy priesthood. Every single one of us has full access. And if we are a mediator between God and man, it's the way Scott was with Sabrina. Hey, hey Sabrina, you want to meet Jesus? Say, I'm a mediator. Okay, you're with Jesus. I'm not a mediator anymore. That's the only point to be a mediator. Hey, here's Jesus. Meet him. There you go. We're done here. It's a little weird when the matchmaker comes on the honeymoon. 
I'm saying, I look at people, and that's why I watch, and people have learned in church, I call it the man of God of power for the hour culture, where the man at the front has a relationship for all of us with God. Oh, teach us, oh, teacher. You, John says, in, in 1 John, he says, you don't need any more teachers. And he's the teacher. Why? You have the anointing. You have the presence of God in you that will lead you into all things. Okay, that's just crazy talk. <laughs> Scripture, deal with it. What I want to say is the whole point of the law was simply you wanted to see if you could do it on your own. Here you go. Here's the manual. Do it. We can't. No, duh. No, duh. And that's the whole reason that Jesus had to die. He had to die to make a way to come from earth to heaven because what Masha said, because in death, he destroyed death. He went, he went and destroyed everything that held us bondage. He was like, let me see if I'm good for this. He took out every single thing that had us enslaved. And he said, yep, more than enough. Now, come in me. We are in Christ. And in him, we have all things. So if we could have the worship team come up. Whew. I really recommend, read the rest of Galatians, it'll do you good. Um, but what I want to say is, where we get tricked, where we get pulled into the camp of the Sadducees or Pharisees, are where we have an issue in life, and we haven't gotten an answer yet. Anybody? Okay, who here has answers in life, you, uh, questions in life you haven't gotten answers for yet? Right? It could be, I, I, we, we worked with orphans. The number one question was, why did my mom reject me? Why did my mom not want me? Or it could be, why can't I pay my rent? Maybe it can be like what Rachel shared. I've got this huge idea. Why, why haven't I changed all the world yet? Right? I don't know what it is, but every single one of us has a burning thing. where We're like this thing. And this is where we get tricked. Either into doing the rain dance. Like somebody goes, well, listen, if you would pay $16,000 and 12 easy payments, you know, you can learn my tricks to becoming a better you. And, and you just end up out of money. But... But whatever it is, we get tricked into learning the tricks. Anybody here been tricked? You get tricked in, well, if you just prayed the right prayer. Well, did you, oh, you put your left hand on the, on the sick person. You got to use the right, hello, right? <laughs> whatever it is, the tricks, there are no tricks. Listen, my daughter doesn't need tricks. She goes, daddy, or sometimes mommy, and I stay, and, they, and I come. And me being evil. Pharisees you know what? I don't think he's happy with you. Oh, you sinned this week? Yeah, about that. He doesn't want to talk to you. Anybody here been told the lie that God, you can't hear God because you sinned? Okay, can I just tell you a few people in the Bible who heard God? Pharaoh, Nebuchadnezzar, Ahimelech. These are all pagan kings who worship demons. And God's like, hey, what up? Your sin is not so powerful that it can keep him from talking to you. That God, Jesus died on the cross to take care of that. There is nothing. God's like, God will talk to you. Let me tell you. The question is, are we, are we brave enough to listen? Because oftentimes we're afraid to listen because we think he's going to be mad at us. We think he's going to be disappointed in us. We think he's going to be like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh The reality is when my daughter makes a mess, one of the things we taught her early, I was a sneaky kid. Who are sneaky kids? I was a sneaky kid because I figured out my parents didn't want my mess. 
So that's okay. I kept them from it. They didn't need to know my mess. I also found out when you hide mess, it, it incurs uh, 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 interest. <laughs> and, uh, and, and so I realized, I, told, I made sure my daughter knew early, if you bring me a problem, we'll work on it together. If you bring me a problem, we'll work on it together. I will never shame you for bringing me a problem. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you saw a dad that you've never, now listen, this is me on a good day, just, just let's be real. But if you see a good father before you for half a second, I'm just a fay, a barely faded image of who he is. What I want to say is God is a good, good father. And so if, if, whether you couldn't be right or it wasn't working, that lured you away from daddy, I skinned my knee. Oh gosh, it was so beautiful. Emily, uh, Emily's uh, uh, and, and Brian's little girl fell and skinned her knee yesterday. She was running full tilt, landed you know, straight down on some rough concrete. I was one of those, your heart seizes up. And you know what happened is she's freaking out. Her dad just comes in right behind her. That's your daddy. It's your daddy. Whatever mess you're in, whatever place you're failing, whatever place you're not good enough, he's not impressed with your mess. He's impressed with the person he made. And he's pursuing you. If we could stand. Oh, Jesus, I just, whoo, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you're, I can't make you look good enough. <laughs> you're way better than this. This is, you're so good. But Lord, forgive us that we have not believed what we have heard. We haven't believed that you are that good. We've, we've tried to cover ourselves with fig leaves of, of works or we've tried to, we really, we're afraid you were mad or you would hurt us when in fact you were always the author of our healing. Lord, whatever, wherever we're at, whether we've never come to you in the first place, we're coming back. We all want to run to you and say, Papa, I'm yours. What do you say for me? So we go into worship. Let's, let's take it for a spin.